Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Podcast episode, the only podcast where it's weekly, but we record on different days because we're stupid. I'm your host, Jonathan Z, along with my partner, Aaron. Hey. And today is February the 12th, which means we have a lot to catch up on. Ten days worth of stuff. So let's start with the NFL. Um, Super Bowl obviously happened, so now we're in the draft. And Super Bowl is terrible. Period. Yeah, Super Bowl is terrible. That's why we... Special. That's all I'm saying, because it was absolute garbage. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're talking about Wonderkin Kyler Murray, former A's draft pick, now entering the NFL. Where do you think he's going to go? Oh, man, at the draft? I can't see him. He's not going to be the number one pick. He's not going to be, like, a top three pick, I feel like. I, I feel like. I feel like, he, I feel like he will go in the first round. Maybe Jacksonville? But yeah, they probably Jackson, get Haskins, though. Yeah. Haskins is definitely the more traditional quarterback, but it could it could go the either way. Like, by what I've heard from a lot of coaches, people are saying, oh, he's a better Michael Vick. All right. Yeah. Shorter I, I could see that. I could see that. I feel like he For is sure. a better – he's definitely a better passer than Michael Vick was. Yeah. And I feel like he could be a better runner. Yeah. Anyway, the other NFL news that's happened over the past week, Antonio Brown officially requested a trade from the Steelers after whatever the heck happened week, like, 16 or 17, gone in a fight and missed that week's game. This has kind of been on the wall since that incident, and – it's kind of been like – it's always been like known that he kind of wants out, but like this is just kind of like the final nail in the coffin, obviously. Yeah, this is, this is finally – okay, all the stuff you've been hearing, is it's official now. So yeah. where is he going? I think the Niners are a good place for him. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, when he comes back, is going to be really good. Um, George Kittle is a great – well, I think it's a guy that the Niners need to go after. Yeah, and honestly, Antonio Brown will... will take pressure off of Kittle, who he's coming off. He's coming off this amazing season he just had. Having yeah. someone like Antonio Brown, it's going to open up both of their games. I feel like more. Yeah, and, and, and obviously just, Antonio Brown. Off what, my, what might have been the best season from a tight end ever, at least yards-wise, it was. Um, yeah, I think he, he had the most yards in the history, I'm pretty sure, by a tight end. In a season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if Tony Brown does go to the Niners, uh, it's always going to attract some more talent to the Niners. It's going to make him a threat in the kind of well, weeks. Oh, no, no, not kind of weeks. He has the Rams. But – they could easily be a wild card team for years to come if they get Antonio Brown, and he keeps the production. Well, I mean that team is so young on San Fran. I I feel like they would if they develop. That team is going to be good. Yeah, and uh, especially if they get Antonio Brown, that team is going to be good. Yeah, for sure. If more. 
football news. This isn't the NFL. This is the AAF, the Alliance, American Alliance Football. I just right correct American Alliance. Yeah, the Alliance Football League. Yeah. The Alliance. Yeah, the Alliance Football League. That's what, that's this, what I call them. Their inaugural week was last or this week, last week, whatever. Anyway, it was some good football. Surprisingly, this isn't the XFL of two thousand like one and two. This is like pretty decent football they have a lot of former nfl players that just didn't pan out and they have a lot of good players that just couldn't make the nfl yeah but here's the problem i have let's take the four games that we had over the weekend um the one thing not really too surprising all the all all the games the home team won the thing that alarmed me was I'm pretty sure the closest game was about, like, 14 points. That's um, not exactly a good thing. No, All the, the games were pretty game much was nine. It was San Antonio Commander versus San Diego oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 15-6. But, like, they just – there weren't really that many really close games. Like, it was – don't get me wrong. It was still good football, I feel like. But it wasn't great. But it I feel like that's – it wasn't close. It was still better than the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking, I saw this on online, uh, but Orlando has more touchdowns than the Rams did in February. So there's that. Yeah, but the Rams only play one game in February. But yeah, the one thing I want to but whatever <laughs> I want to say is there. Do you think there is a chance this league is going to pan out better than the USFL did years ago? Because that's that's probably the most successful. We're not counting the AFL because they merged with the NFL. Yeah, but they're probably the most successful outside football league from the NFL post merger. Yes, for sure. Um, I think that one of the ways that they keep afloat and hopefully keep doing well is to not try and go head to head with the NFL like the USFL did. That's gonna be. Well, Donald Trump was the one that ruined the league. Yeah. <laughs> that That's your lesson, kids. Donald Trump ruined the football league. Yeah. That, that's all you need to know about him. If you, if you don't believe me, go watch the 30 for 30 documentary, Who Killed Small Potatoes, I believe is what it was called. That's about the USFL. It's like one of the very first 30 for 30s. Uh, it was called... Yeah, small pota- uh, small potatoes who killed the USFL. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ben, Bill Simmons was one of the executive producers. There you go. Another quick tip. In other news, not really other news. In golf, you know, pretty boring sport to watch. It's pretty fun to play. However, this is pretty entertaining. Sergio Garcia, he's a European Tour player, but he, he also is pretty good in the PGA Tour. He was disqualified for violating. In quotes, the spirit of the game or breach of etiquette. And basically what happened was, is he purposely damaged five, at least five greens at Saudi Arabia's, Saudi, Saudi Arabia's Royals Greens and Golf and, yeah, Golf and Country Club. And he wasn't even thrown out for what we're about to say. But he went absolutely, like, meltdown, nuclear meltdown on a sand trap so he hits it out of the sand trap and it's i don't know 
five yards from the pin, which is good for any other golfer. But Sergio Garcia just <laughs> swacks down on the um, uh, on the sand and just like sprays it everywhere like a madman. Like they, the dude he's playing with is like, "What are you doing?" So, you know, have, can you see the the video, Aaron? I'm just gonna take what you say because. Like I said, I don't really have my computer with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also... And he's still better than Charles Barkley as a golfer, though. Oh, boy. Anyone's better than Charles. Yeah. Um, he, he will not face any suspension from the European Tour, and this is also the dude who spit into a hole after retrieving his ball. So, Good job, Why would you do that? Yeah. All right. Well... Anyway... Five days from now of recording. NBA All-Star Weekend. Everyone's happy, except if you aren't. Um, team, uh, The Rising Stars Challenge is always one of the better games to watch sometimes, or can be worse. Uh, that's debatable, bro. Yeah. Last year's bad. Last year's pretty bad. But it, it pits the U.S. versus the world. Oh, and, yeah, and some of the names that are in it, Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. He's only 20, Lonzo Ball, but he's hurt, so he's not going to be in. Oh, um, Andre Ayton, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Luka Doncic, Laurie Markin, Ben Simmons, they're all going to be in this game. Kyrie Irving and Dirk Nowitzki are coaching. Wait, wait, wait. Ben Simmons should not be allowed to be in this game. Even though last year was technically his rookie year, don't think it should count. Because <laughs> he didn't play his first year in the league. <laughs> And he's already in the All-Star game. Like, we don't need to see him again. Well, I mean, like, in, like, 2K, right? If you get voted to the All-Star game, you still get voted. You can still play in the Rising Stars Challenge. That doesn't change anything. Yeah, but are we, is this 2K? Is this NBA 2K All-Star weekend? All right. No. It's completely random. It gets in the three-point contest. They don't even have the skills challenge or the celebrity game. <laughs> uh, that's going on. Friday the 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern, so 6 p.m. Pacific. Oh, um, let me come back on this real quick while we're here. Rachel Demita is not in the celebrity game. That's a scam. <laughs> all right. Uh, aside from that, Saturday night, we have all the far- State Farm All-Star Saturday night, which is otherwise known as usually one of the better. It's the middle of the three nights. First off, the slam dunk contest, Dennis Wiff Jr., Miles Bridges, uh, some dude, Hamadou Diallo, he's on OKC. Oh, he plays for the Thunder. Yeah, and John Collins. So, out of those four, I mean, who do you think is the favorite here? None of these have ever competed right. in a dunk contest before. It was, hold on, it was Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, Den Smith Jr., uh, Hamadou Diallo, and John Collins. I don't even feel like Dennis Smith. Like, he's definitely a great dunker, but he hasn't, I don't feel like he's done enough this year. Well, you don't. You can throw down cool dunks. I mean, who was it last year? Yeah, but using, I don't Harrison even remember really seeing him. Maybe like one dunk. That's I've true. seen on national TV. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, last year they they brought that dude from the G League to do the dunk contest. Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. Yeah, but he was actually nice. That's that's true. I I think Miles Bridges because he's like. Can yeah. Kind of, he can dunk and small like enough to impress people. Job. Yeah, I see. I see it being either him or John Collins. Yeah, and for the three-point contest, uh, last year's winner was Devin Booker, correct? 
Devin Booker? Yeah, I think it was Devin Booker. Yeah. He's back to he's back to uh defend his title against the Curry Brothers. He's not gonna do it. It's not (laughs) happening. It's overrated. That's right. The Curry brothers are in it. Dirk Nowitzki in his final year, probably in it for whatever reason. Buddy Heald. <laughs> Buddy Heald? Yeah, Buddy Heald's in it. Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, Kemba Walker, Danny Green, and Joe Harris. Um, Danny Green? Uh, he's Danny a good shooter. Like, I didn't even expect him to be in the three-point contest. Well, they need filler. They need filler. I mean, he's obviously not the best, one of the better shooters. Isn't this like the first year they're doing like 10 people? Yes. It's I usually so. Yeah. No, uh, I think my dark horse pick is Seth Curry or Dirk Nowitzki. Give me one of those two. Yeah. People people don't understand. Seth Curry's he's he's like a slightly worse Stephen Curry as a shooter. Like he's, he's, he's pretty really much Stephen shooter. Curry but without limitless range. Yeah, that's actually a really good comparison. Uh and Kemba like, Walker. Kemba Walker, when he came into the league, definitely didn't have a three-point shot, but he's definitely polished it. It's really good. Um, I mean, Kemba needs it. Yeah, I look for Stephen Curry or Damian Lillard to come out on top here. Maybe we get some vintage Dirk Nowitzki where he just goes on like a – like a. I just want to see him make like every single ball. That would be really cool to see. And the then Dirk Nowitzki's coming back for this one night. One he's going to pop off in the monster game. Do he better? And the skills challenge: we have Doncic, Trey Young, De'Aaron Fox, Mike Conley, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Kyle Kuzma, and Nikola Vujacic. Um, skills challenge. Vucevic is not with you. If Nikola Vucevic wins, I'll do something stupid. All right, I'm holding you to your word. This is on recording. Uh, I will (laughs) pour. I will. I will pour water on my head. Okay, that's not really stupid, that's but okay. Stupid enough for you. All right. Uh, I'll agree with that. Um, Luka Doncic is amazing, but he's kind of slow. Mike Conley is definitely. But like the main, the main thing with the skills challenge is getting the pass down. Yeah, so I'm looking for the like, passes are like the passes and the shot at the end are the most important part. Yeah, I feel like Jason Tatum, Kyle Kuzma, and Viacek are gonna struggle with the passes. Not saying that they're bad passers, but like. Compared to everyone else, they might struggle a little bit more. Um, usually, guards win this because of the passing. But Nikola Jokic, one of like the other year, remember? Not last year, but like a couple, yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, but I think Jokic could easily take this if he's like a dark horse because, like, well, you know, he's a big. I feel like my comparison big. with um, Nikola Jokic is he's pretty much just a better version of Ardrinus the Bonus. I'm down with that comparison. Ain't gonna lie. He he's like a way better Adrenus Sabonis, like probably like Sabonis in his prime because when he came in the NBA, he was not in his prime. It was pretty obvious. Yeah, gives still good, but not great. In the All Star game, there's a lot of stars, so I'm not going to name them to offend anyone. But who do you think is going to win, LeBron or Giannis? Probably LeBron. Yeah, probably. LeBron is a way better team. I feel like. Yeah, it's also the All Star game, so it gives like Curry to like the freedom to shoot from like half court <laughs> every single possession. <laughs> yeah, it's called Team Giannis, not Team Curry. Team Giannis is shooting. Only Giannis can shoot from half court, dude. 
Well, at least Curry won't have to worry about like dropping down to the floor when Giannis is going through the lane. <laughs> well, we all we all know Giannis ain't gonna shoot the three because Rachel Domino would beat him. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the trade deadline. She, she can already beat Andre Roberson. Like that that that's saying something about Andre. Roberson. But Rachel Domino is actually nice at shooting. Yeah, that's true. Um, Thursday. The trade deadline happened, and there was a lot to unpack from there. So let's start with the West. Now, were there any really tra- trades in the West? Bullock and Muscala went to the Lakers. Um, Zubox to the Clippers. Yeah. Those are the two main ones that are. Oh, um, Harrison Barnes to the Kings. Oh, yeah, in the middle of the game. That, that was kind of rough. I don't even remember who else got traded. I'm trying to think who else got traded. I'm trying to think so too. Um, um, well, I mean, the oh, not, the Grizzlies traded Marcus Hall. Yeah, I mean, he didn't go to the West. They got Valanciunas, um, was Delon Wright and CJ Miles. Yeah, and um, some bigger. <laughs> most of the power, most of the big names went to the East. Um, Chris Porzingis went from the Knicks after being oh, like, that's I right. kind of want to get out of Dallas. here. Huh? Well, I mean, I don't blame him. He's playing for the damn Knicks. Yeah. Um, yeah like, the just, worst thing for him is if he has another Patrick – we have another Patrick Ewing career with him. That's a great move to get out of there by Porzingis. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really like he, he like, asked for a trade. It's kind of like, yeah, I kind of want to be out of here. But then it's like, oh, yeah, no, you're on the Mavericks now. Have fun with Don yeah. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. was the other major piece in that trade. Tobias Harris – Having an all-star season, he probably should have made the team. Um, that's another here and there, though. Uh, went to the oh, 76ers. Well, I mean, if you look at the trade, the reason the Clippers did it is because they're going to go after bigger free agents yep. and free agency this offseason. And Tobias Harris has a huge contract. Is probably going to – is like he's a free agent this year. And the Clip, there's probably value him as a near-max player, and they probably don't want to pay him that. So they're probably going to let him – they're trying to let another team pay him that. It's probably going to be the Sixers. Yeah, that's true. Um, you said Marcus Saul left. Mike Conley is the last bastion in the Memphis now. He did not get traded. I feel um, like he's not going to be able to come along. I, I feel like he he's there the rest of the season, and I think he's getting released. That would be kind of rough, but I, I wouldn't well, put it past not, him. It's honestly. not him. It's the contract that they gave him. Yeah, that's true. Um, they gave him like at the time they paid him was the highest paid contract in the league. Like Mike Conley's a great player. He hasn't been an All Star in like a while, but has he ever? Oh, I don't even think he's been to the All Star game. Mike Conley has definitely been to the All Star game, but I, uh... I I swear to God, he's never been to the All Star game. Oh, Mike Conley has never been to the All Star game. Yeah, interesting. He should be in the All-Star game. He should have been in the All-Star game like a few years ago. Yeah. Um, who else moved? Nikola Marodic, you might know him from last year as the dude who got his face broken by or by Bobby Portis's right hand. So he went to the... Is that um, Bobby Portis? Oh, Bobby Portis got traded too. Yeah, he did. The um, Wizards almost got Otto Porter. Yeah, that's a... Weird that's move. not a bad trade. I mean, it's yeah. like they're building for the future. I feel like Otto Porter. 
I guess when I actually now that I think about that, he's probably gonna be in his prime in like two or three years. I feel like Otto Porter. Yeah, that might be when the Bulls try to make a run at something. But I think they, they need that. Like, gonna be really good. Hopefully, they need. I feel like they need another piece. Yeah, and Markel Fultz, the long tortured 76er, uh, got traded to, Ma- to the Magic for Jonathan Simmons. I think it is right. Jonathan for Simmons Jonathan. and a first and second round pick. Yeah, that's the Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz definitely is a project, and the Sixers are in win now mode. If you look at what the Magic gave, I think that's like the Sixers take a big, big fat L with that trade. I think no, the Magic won the no. trade easily. Yeah, and yes, they did. Because if you think about it, we all know we found out like probably a couple of few months ago why Markel's jump shot disappeared. It's because of that outlet syndrome thing he had. I don't remember what it's called, like uh, throwing like outlet syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, yeah. And pretty much it like messes up the muscles around his shoulder, so he can't shoot. So like it's at least understandable why it happened. And pretty much yeah. if he fixes that in rehab, which is going through right now, he's he'll be fine. He'll be back to like the guy he was like when they we drafted him. Maybe even better. Maybe, maybe. I definitely kind of the biggest question mark in the league. Um yeah, it definitely has the potential to be great, but right now his jump shots out of whack and kind of have to go off what it is now. It's not too good. One name though that didn't move was Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Uh, requested a trade about two weeks before the deadline, and he didn't get traded. Surprisingly, Kristaps well, didn't get traded in four days. Pelicans weren't going to trade him to LA. I probably still won't trade him to LA. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I don't. Magic Johnson touched on this. He he thinks that the Pelicans did an acting good favor of Anthony Davis. Um, it kind of makes sense. Well, it was leaked. You know, it was leaked. Why it was leaked? Why they didn't trade him? It was because. They're trying to mess up the Lakers' chemistry because they're so salty that the Rams beat the Saints. And, yes, the Saints should have beat the Rams, but, you know, that's why because L.A. always finds a way to screw over New Orleans. <laughs> been like that for years. All right. All right, conspiracy theorist. Um, but one, one of the packages that was offered, it was Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram – Eva's, uh, not Zubak. Um, it was Beasley, Rondo, and Stevenson, plus like three first rounders. Like that's a great trade for Anthony Davis. He's always he says he's not going to resign with you, and his deal's up next year. You're going to trade him to trade into the Celtics. Unless you have something with the Celtics already worked out, I think that that was a trade that should that they should pull the trigger on. Yeah. Well. That was kind of like the biggest story with the trade deadline. I think it's time to move on to baseball. And we'll be. Wait, no, there's one more thing. Coming. You fool. You didn't look at the notes. So yesterday, Bradley Beal decided that the game was over in uh, Detroit and decided to walk all the way back to D.C. If you haven't seen this, I want you to go look this up. Bradley Beal has a five step travel plus a hop and like a half dribble thing and complex sport tweeted cancel the nba refs uh, this was this was golden by the way i don't know how this 
happen one, two, three, four, hop, and then they call a foul on Detroit after after they um like what and the better part is the official NBA refs attempted to they like tried to like explain why it's legal. I'm gonna quote what they tweeted. The offensive player gathers, in this case, Bradley Beal, gathers with his right foot on the ground, then takes two legal steps before losing control of the ball. Okay, that's standard so far. After regaining possession, a player is allowed to regain his pivot foot and pass or shoot prior to the foot returning to that foot returning to the ground. This is legal. Um, well, that's escalated quickly. Uh, that's the next thing. Uh, when we talk about losing control, we're talking about a fumble. Below is the fumble rule. This is like the NFL catch rule, but like on a weirder level. It is legal for a player to fumble, even without the defender touching the ball, and then reestablish possession and his pivot foot. And they linked a um, uh, picture. Section, I believe that's 17, fumble. A player who is holding the ball and and fumbles it out of his control may recover the ball. If his pivot foot moves to recover the ball, then he must pass or shoot the ball. If he fumbles and recover without moving his pivot foot and before the ball touches the floor, he retains his status before the fumble. Fumble, okay, and then next week, fumble equals legal and no travel, no fumble equals travel. It's understandable for people to think that the offensive player doesn't lose control and therefore travels, but the officials on the floor deemed it a fumble and therefore legal. No, um, no, 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 that entire, that entire sequence is clean, bro. You just, you just didn't look at it close enough. Yeah, according to Bradley Bill, that's what happened. Um, that's, I don't really know how to defend that as, as a, rec- as a recreation referee, if we didn't call that, we would be, um, given the ass being of a lifetime by the coach. <laughs> the coach would be like, oh, that's gotta be a travel or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, nah, I fumbled the ball, cousin. You fool. <laughs> Read the rule book. <laughs> and now we're going I'll to break the rule down there, ma. <laughs> Now it's time for baseball. I'm, I'm not seeing you up. <laughs> oh my god. Um, JT Ramalto, that's his name, right? I didn't just blow that. JT Ramalto, the guy yeah, from JT Martin. Ramalto. Yeah, we care about Miami. Woo! The, we care Florida about now, the actually. You actually messed up. They're the Florida Marlins now. Are they changing the name to Florida again? I think so. No, no, they're, they're, still, they're Miami. still Miami. They're Never still, mind. Yeah, they're still Miami. I'm like, if they change their name to Florida, they're good again. <laughs> yeah, basically. Anyway, the Miami Marlins star catcher was traded to the Phillies for a bunch of nobodies. I guess they're called they're prospects, but most of them don't pan out to anyway. be honest, how many of these prospects are going to the majors? Maybe two. Sure. But let's see. It was JT Romalto for George Alfaro. And two pitching prospects, righty Sixto Sanchez and lefty Will Stewart, plus 250K in international slot money, whatever the hell that means. Um, I mean, it, the Phillies, it's it's win now for them now. They've been linked. They got Romalto, Gene Segura, Andrew McCutcheon, and David Robinson. And they're being linked to the two biggest free agents, Bryce Harper and Manny will get to later. 
This, this is one of them's going to go to Philly. I don't even think that either of them is going to go to Philly, no. Either way, he, can, he has can, uh, club control through 2020, so next year is the last year of club control. But for the Marlins, this is another win-later move. I mean, they obviously don't want to win. This is tanking. Giancarlo uh, Stanton's gone. Christian Yelich, MVP, gone. Marcelo Zuna, gone. D. Gordon, Dude, gone. This happened oh. last year. Dude, you've been living under a rock. This happened last year. But they, they this is like <laughs> they've traded them over the past, like, two years or three years. No, they I thought they, traded, they get it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know they got traded last year. Don't, don't get on me for that. Anyway, Alfaro's he's respectable. He's a great defender, but he strikes out too much, and he doesn't really walk at all. He doesn't get on base other than um, – he's a decent starter. I mean, but it's – I mean, let's be honest. It's not – if you want to talk about like tanking, that that's tanking. All right, I agree. Don't disagree. The Marlins are the definition of tanking. I agree with that. Who's yeah. the worst? Was the Marlins? The Marlins were the worst team, right? I hope they were the worst. Marlins team. are basically one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, but did they have um, the worst record? Who had the worst record this year? I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure it was the Marlins. They went. They won like. I don't know why. Were the White Sox bad this year? Or are they just decent? They were bad, but they weren't that bad. They were – I think they are like a 60-win team. It wasn't good. Definitely wasn't good. Oh, Baltimore. Um, let's Baltimore. see. Ball, oh, yeah, Baltimore was really bad. 47 wins. Who's the other Miami one? Somehow, Miami somehow sweeped out 63. Cincinnati 67. San Diego 66. I can't remember who it was. What? There were two teams that had like 40 wins. Uh, no, Baltimore had 47. That's the only one who had like 40. Everyone else had like 60 plus. Really? Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore's the only team with sub. Uh, Kansas City had 58. Oh, that's that's like the second lowest. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking of Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, uh, Sixo Sanchez, he's. Like a, maybe a number one start. He, he's pretty fast, actually. He throws pretty fast. But um, I'm honest with you, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, me neither. I'm reading. Uh, but I mean, he's pretty good. I. Um, but Sanchez or what's his name? Sorry, hold on. Will Stewart. I mean, he he isn't gonna really do too much. Maybe probably single A two oh six ERA. That's fine. Um, 62 ground ball rate, which is good for this. They uh, good for this era of baseball. But all right, I mean, it's, it's is it time so, to bring out quick the hits. Manny Machado. Oh, of course. So Harper has been getting a considerably more uh, pickup, but let's start with uh, Machado. Machado is kind of in like a weird role where Harper is. I mean, Harper's taking over, like, the discussion. He's been posting a lot of cryptic stuff on his Instagram story, mostly Chicago White Sox slippers. Do you think he's going to the White Sox at all? Is there any chance? Well, let's look at the recent news. The Yankees offered him, like, an eight-year, $220 million contract. 
White Sox come in, one up that completely by about thirty million. Same years. I don't see why he wouldn't go. To, he'd be dumb not to go to the White Sox. I feel like if you look at those two offers. If he wants to contend for a title, he's going to the Yankees. But if, no, he, but like, if it's about the money. Cheap way out of a title, I feel like. One to the Yankees is a cheap way out of a title. Still a title, right? But, yeah. But the Chicago White Sox, I mean, again, it's like the same thing with, with Antonio Brown. It's going to attract more players. But as it stands right now, the White Sox are probably a middle-of-the-pack team at best. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, other teams, the Phillies, Phillies that were mentioned before. Um, I believe he's been like kind of linked to the Padres, but there's nothing going on there. I, I I'm going to assume. Okay, so I have I now have a theory about um Bryce Harper. All right, let's hear the conspiracy theory. <laughs> To the viewers, may not know about this, but um, there's a video game series back in the day called MLB Slugfest. Pretty much occurred right after the steroid era. Now, what the steroid was the steroid over over in like 2002? Uh, sure. We'll go with that until I get more until I look it up. MLB Slugfest was pretty. If you've played NBA Jam or NFL Blitz, it was pretty much the MLB version of those games. And oh, this was like during the steroid era. It's like the '90s and early 2000s. So it's like it's probably the middle of the steroid era, or like the end of the steroid era at this point. Yeah, and it's pretty much we're all about home runs in this game. And we look at the first cover athlete. Man was on roids. You know who was on roids? Mark McGuire. Barry Bonds, and he played for San Francisco, the San Francisco Giants. So the conspiracy theory is Bryce Harper is going to sign with the San Francisco Giants, become the next Barry Bonds, and the MLB Slugfest series will be revived. I'd be down for that, to be honest. Yeah. I really would. Um, the Giants are, I believe I saw that they're a, a one-to-one favorite in Vegas to get Bryce Harper, which is basically 100%. I... I I can see him going there. They have a weak outfield. Like they're not that good of an outfield team. He could basically fit yeah, in anywhere like, and be better. Want him to go there. I want him to go there. But here's the thing: look at the last like two years, bro. He gets in a fight like every time they go there. I swear. Yeah, Hunter Strickland threw at him, and that was a. <laughs> I saw that game actually. I I I saw it on TV, and I'm mean, guy got hit. He, like, oh, who is that? I saw Bryce that game. Harper, he he his helmet beamed on the first pitch. And he couldn't get his lead off. Jose of Urena, yeah. Was yeah. Team. He was a Urena. Um, Don't be a Jose Urena. Yeah. Um. I think that's all we have, except for quick hits. Unless you have anything else to add. I mean, I have a couple. I have like one quick hit thing. We haven't really talked right, about college basketball in a while. Probably will start talking about more in the next couple weeks. I feel like just because. Yeah. Marcus Marchman is going to heat up. Stuff. But um, on the past Saturday, we had two amazing buzzer beaters. And one of them is – I don't even know how in the world they even got the ball for the shot, but I'm going to start with the better one of the two, I feel like. 
we're going to go to the Missouri Valley Conference, also known as the conference Wichita State used to play in. They no longer play in it. Well, but, see how that's working out for them, though. Yeah. Um, I, Illinois State visiting Missouri State. I don't remember what the score is. I believe Missouri State's down by two. They're pressing Illinois State. And Missouri State gets – there's just this huge scramble. You can probably find it if you pull it up. There's a huge just scramble for the ball for at least over five seconds. Missouri State somehow pull, comes up with it at like half court with like a second left. This kid just heaves – I don't know his name. He just heaved it up and like banked in a three. It was beautiful. Yeah. And then the second um, one was between it was Utah at UCLA, Pac-12 action. I believe Utah was down by as much as like 17 in that game. And they pretty much came all the way back, got it to within two. I don't know the kid's name, but I'm pretty sure – you know those like the plays where like they'll dribble it up and then they'll hand it to the guy – they'll hand it off to the guy trailing for a three for the win. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm uh... – Villanova did. Yeah, Villanova. Thank you. Very similar to that, but I want to say he was double teamed. Like, he had, like, two guys within the respectable, like, distance of him. Maybe it wasn't double teamed, but it looked, kind of looked like it. And he hit this shot in the kids' face, two, the guys' faces for the win. Yeah. Shout-outs to those guys who those shots. Oh, and don't forget about the LSU one against Kentucky. I was t- oh, yeah, yeah. Today. An hour and a half ago. LSU literally just upset Kentucky like an hour ago. Um, very good game. Tied 71 with like five seconds left. LSU gets a drive on a fast break. They missed the layup, and Kentucky does a great job contesting the layup, but oh, my God, they forgot to box out. And they – Leave an LSU player open for a tip in, which, if you look at it at first, you can say, Oh, maybe it was offense interference, but when you look at it the second time, it's not. It's pretty clear. It was a great hustle play by the player to get the game winning layup. And Kentucky is probably very salty about it. John Calipari probably ripped them. Yeah. Um, so, for my quick hits, I have kind of a weird question. So, Shane McMahon, part owner of the WWE and apparently current uh, current wrestler, at the Royal Rumble, he hit a shooting star press. So basically, if you don't know what shooting star presses, it's a backflip, basically. Um, and this dude has great hair. He, he's, he's, he's almost 50 years old. He's 49. Um, shooting star press looks really cool, by the way. You should look at someone who does it right. Someone who, doesn't did, who didn't do it right, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is former UFC dude. And also WWE guy now. He's a universal champion. Um, but uh, I think it was not 15. Um, 16 years ago at WrestleMania 19, Brock Lesnar attempted to do a shooting star press. And basically he landed straight on his neck. Hold on. Hold on. 60 years ago? 16. Okay. You said 60. I'm pretty sure you said 60. Maybe I did. But anyway, he was wrestling a guy called Kurt Angle who had a broken neck at the time. That's He also won an Olympic gold medal. Kurt Angle was an Olympic gold medalist, actually, in real life. 
Um, but Brock Lesnar almost broke his neck on this. He landed straight on, like, top of his head. And it's, like, Brock Lesnar was 26 at the time. And Shane McMahon's almost 50. So that's, like, a 24-year difference. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. I don't know if we can call Brock Lesnar a super athlete after something like that. I've got outdone by a 50-year-old dude. Um, and my other quick hit is the – and it's an AAF. So in the AAF, you can only rush five because um, of, like, some weird rule. Because it's like, oh, we can't put together our protection packages in time to, like with all these safety blitzes. So you can only rush five men at the line. But th- this one block, we have two guys – blocking one person and three guys blocking two and usually teams rush four do the math that's um that's one extra person missing and he came just around the corner and basically blindsided the dude and crushed just crushed the quarterback this poor dude his helmet comes flying off his helmet came flying helmet off. probably helmet probably went like three yards like this like this is a hit that would probably get you like suspended in the NFL for like a hundred thousand dollars. XFL like highlight hit. Dude, it was it was basically an XFL. <laughs> this is basically but, welcome to the XFL for one play. Oh no, this is the Alliance. XFL is yeah, next. Like, yeah. Um, but like, if this happened in like an NFL game, this would be a fifteen-yard penalty a possible ejection, definitely a fine, and James Harden getting two free throws off of this somehow. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Um, but that's all we have for this week. Jordan I got, actually, I got one more free what? thing. For, oh, um, do I want to say that? That's it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> got this part out. <laughs> but Rachel Demita should be in the celebrity game, bro. Bro, come on, it's true. All right, but only if I can have Quavo block her again. (laughs) Okay. The MVP, so we don't care. No, Kevin Hart's gonna come out of retirement and win MVP again. No, no, no. Kevin Hart is the Kevin Hart's the Tom Brady of uh, of of celebrity All Star games. Oh, so he's not gonna show up for like five years, and then he's gonna come back like. Yeah, dude. Have like yeah, a skate. Have it. Have, go to like go like to like the celebrity softball game, dude. Like two years, like kind of suck in that and then come back. That'd be pretty cool. Basically, MJ. All right, that's all we have for today. Join us next week where we go over more stupid stuff that happens in the sports world. We'll try to be on time, but usually our schedules don't work like that. Oh well. Um, What'd you say? No, oh my god. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said, actually. Oh my god! I just said, I just said I'm Aaron. Oh, you already know my name. If you don't know my name, you can go to the start of the podcast. See ya. <laughs>